This, this, this is you. K U T. K U T. Austin. Stop. I used to get mad at my Welcome to Higher Ed, KUT's podcast focusing on issues of higher education, lifelong learning, and exercising the brain. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT 90.5, Austin's NPR station, talking as always with Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, Ed. Hello, Jennifer, and welcome back to uh, campus and to our studios. Well, thank you. It is always a pleasure to be here, especially on a beautiful fall day. By the way, I just thought of something. You know, if if you, we can talk about this after our program here, but if you would like, we could actually rename this the Staten Studios. It would just be a, a modest check that I would require from you. <laughs> To Southwestern <laughs> University, and I can make that happen. Modest it would need to be. <laughs> but, um, well, maybe next time when I return, we can, uh, we can negotiate that. So, as I pointed out, we are speaking in the fall. We're actually sort of right on the cusp of Election Day. That's right. It's coming up. Coming up. Early voting has ended. That's election right. Day is looming. So, I thought it would make sense to talk about sort of students and voting and campus participation, because that's so much in the air with everybody these days. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting, actually, at Southwestern, we have a a group of students who really engage starting in the spring and throughout the summer with various organizations around the country to try to encourage young people, especially students, to, to vote and participate in in the democratic uh, process. And what was great is that we actually, Southwestern, the Southwestern students actually uh, won a very competitive grant to, to actually um, have programming around this. And they were the ones that actually had uh, early voting here on campus. So actually when I voted, I already voted, when I voted, I did so at our um, athletic uh, facility. And, and by the way, it, it was a little bit Apparently, a bit of a challenge the students were sharing with me that it was they had a kind of they they were so educated they knew the the law and when apparently some official was saying oh well we can't really do that or you're not allowed to do that they said well actually by law if we request this it has to happen and we fulfilled all the you know the the details that need to be fulfilled and sure enough they got it well it does definitely help to be an informed voter and I know. You know, people have bemoaned the fact that participation among younger voters tends to be not very high, especially in a midterm year. You know, it it depends on what poll you look at. Usually for midterms, it's between about 20 to 30 percent of young people. And that's actually ages 18 to 29. So it covers college student age and a bit beyond. I've seen polls for this midterm, though, putting it as high as 40. I think I saw one that had as high as 60% of people in that age group said they said they were going to vote. And that doesn't mean they're going to vote. I think that's really exciting. I mean, obviously, for individuals who are eligible to vote, I mean, that is is part of one's civic responsibility in this country, which is to engage. And I would argue to to also be informed. You know, you you just don't want to have voters going in there and taking out a a die and rolling it and then whatever it lands on, that's kind of what the how you feel on the issue or who you decide to vote for. But really to be so thoughtful 
using so many of the things that you and I have been talking about all these years in in making a decision that makes sense for you for for reasons that you can articulate, uh, whatever they are and whoever that is. But just to go in there and to be moved by sound bites or, you know, 160 characters and whatnot, uh, or generic Facebook things, posts where we don't even know where they're actually emanating from, one really has to make up their own mind. Well, talk a little bit about what those skills are then that come from higher education, from a liberal arts background, that young students, that voters who are of a younger time in their voting career, what can they take from that experience and sort of translate it into helping them get ready and be prepared to vote? Well, all the all the thinking that they apply in the various disciplines throughout the liberal arts and the, the processes, I think, can be applied directly. I mean, the first thing is to to articulate what are the issues that matter to you, that are important to you. And then for each one of them, try to explain why. Is it an emotional response? Is it a a logical response? Am I responding because I don't like the other side or because I like this side? I mean, there have been many elections, you know, since I'm so old, Jennifer, I've, I've been voting a lot. And there have been many elections where, in fact, I haven't been voting for somebody, but instead I have been voting uh, for not someone else. And and even to have that clarity uh, in one's mind, I think is is important. But then identifying the issues, seeing where you fall on the issues, challenging yourself to ask why uh, do I believe that about this particular issue? And then finally, the empathy of saying, okay, now how can I try to make meaning of uh, the other side, and why would people um, be supportive of that side if that's something that that I find less attractive? And then you can become a really engaged citizen and engage in conversations before the election with individuals who have differing perspectives and see if you can either learn from them or if they can learn from you. And what I think is interesting to talk, especially with younger voters who maybe have never voted before, haven't been voting as long, is how do you sustain that? So there's heavy interest right now because of our current situation politically and otherwise in the U.S. But, you know, things are going to be different in two years, four years, six years, eight years. How do you keep young people interested in wanting to vote, even when things aren't kind of as ginned up as they are right now? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of activity out there and people are... I think there's a lot of polarization that's going on, which is really sad and really unfortunate. And the and the the narrative and the discussion, I, I think, is not particularly uh, useful or effective. But you're right. If if things were to calm down a bit, then maybe people become more passive. What I'm hoping for is that it becomes a thing that once you start to do it once, it becomes a practice and it's just kind of how you live. And from that vantage point, if we could bring up uh, voter registration and and encourage people to actually uh, participate in the democratic process, then then that might be actually a good thing to come from all this vitriol that we're seeing on all these you know, directions. And I would love, I mean, that would be a, a great thing, maybe historically, looking back 20 or 30 years to this time period saying, well, that was a turning point. So, Ed, we're talking about practices and things that may become habits. So that makes me think, let's take time for the puzzler now, which, of course, ah. is one of our usual practices of these <laughs> higher ed episodes. Yeah, and you can't vote on them. So there's apparently no democracy with these things. Uh, there is none. You you know, it's funny because when I was putting these together, I, I actually was thinking, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I was thinking about how 
just where we are in the semester, there's so much exhaustion. I was talking to some students recently and they're talking about, you know, kind of this anxiety that kind of hangs over them, I think, through the political kind of place we are, but also just, you know, in where we are in the semester. And so everyone is exhausted. So I thought I'd do something a little bit silly. There's no puzzler. No puzzle. No puzzle tape. But instead, I actually brought some riddles. And oh, I thought we'd good. have some fun with some silly that riddles so we could just good. relax and, and have some fun for a change. <laughs> that does sound fun. Instead of the usual that does stuff we do. So I've got a couple couple of riddles here. And okay. I will, I ha- I'll throw two of them out to you. Okay. And uh, we can either leave them out hanging or for next week or, or you can respond to them now if you want. Here we go. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So the first one is. Yes. What is the worst vegetable? To have on a ship. Worst vegetable to have. I know. I know this one. Do you know it? I do. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to say it or do you want to leave it for the people? To, for I our, want to leave listeners? it for next week okay. because this is actually one of my favorite Can jokes. you write it down so I can just see the answer? That is correct. All right. Very good. And since uh, we are early into November, which means we just ended uh, October. Yes. I thought I'd give you a second one. Okay. Okay. Uh, which is topical. What do you call... Two witches who live together. Okay. Two witches who live together. Okay. I have... Okay. Let, I me, have. let me see. Let me see. Hold on a second. I can't read your handwriting. I know. I can barely read my handwriting. That is correct. You got them both. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Do you think our listeners instantly figure these things out? I don't know. I, in some ways, I hope not because they're fun to puzzle over. Well, good for you. Anyway. They'll, they'll put you in a good mood. We'll, we'll have some fun next yeah. week and I, I yeah. can talk more about it. Uh, but getting back to the more serious issue of, of the upcoming elections, may I share with you a thought, which I don't know if this is even appropriate or not. It's a fact about the world, and it's yes. just interesting. I find it a little interesting that the age to vote is 18, yes. the age in which you can go and uh, serve uh, the United States in the military is 18, and the age to consume alcohol is 21. Now, uh, there are a lot of reasons, and so I mean, and here I am doing it right at the end of the episode, but there are a lot of reasons we can talk about it. I mean, physiologically, brain development, and you know, when you're 18, you're still um, developing physiologically. We talked about this with respect to your brain, and, and alcohol you know, could uh, have effects on that. Uh, but I just find it interesting. And I remember thinking about this as a college student when I came to my first uh, election, that it's interesting that I you know, can do some things and not other things. Well, and you can drive at 16 or oh, even 15 in some that's cases. Right. So that's there's another yeah. another place where age sort of intersects with that. Well, it's interesting that you bring up age. I know there are many young people in high school who would love to be able to vote and they're just not, they're not old enough. I know also a question that comes up for college students sometimes is where should I vote? Mm. Should I register to vote at home and right. vote absentee? Right. Or should I vote? Should I register to vote where my campus is? Yeah. What do students here do? I, I think there's a blend. I, I think that you see uh, a lot of our students are uh, from Texas. So in terms of statewide elections, it won't make a difference. But at the local level, it would ha- make a, a large difference. And I think that amongst the Texas students, my guess is that probably there's a, uh, basically a, a split, maybe with a, a little bit more going to their, their local places, I would guess. I don't know that for a fact. Uh, the more interesting question is, what if you're out of state? Right. And, and then it's an opportunity because you are allowed to vote where your campus is if you want. 
uh, or you can vote home absentee ballot. And I think that students sometimes think, you know, what's the election that's going on and where will my vote have the biggest impact? And and they go that way, which I think is very strategic. Do students ever express concerns to you about, and this is actually a concern that I hear voters of all ages say, or a reason why they don't vote is they'll say, I don't have time. It's not convenient. I can't get there. It'll take too much time out of the day. I've never heard that here uh, at Southwestern. Uh, But what I think is more of a common uh, issue for young people, and again, I don't know if this is happening on my campus, but I think it is a common issue for young people, is my vote doesn't matter. It just doesn't make a difference. And I'm I'm unhappy with, you know, with with everybody, or I'm really unhappy with this group or that group. And, And so, I mean, even in the presidential election on this campus, um, because uh, of how the candidates kind of emerged on both sides, uh, I had folks that that shared that they were voting away just to make a statement to their own party. So it's very, very complicated, and they have the right to do so. I mean, that is part of the process. It challenges us to think, why are we voting the way we are, and what are the consequences? The consequences of uh, what we vote for and who we vote for, and also the consequences of not voting at all. Dr. Ed Berger, I have a feeling that you're a participant and that you vote. You said you already voted. Right? I already voted, yeah. yeah. I, but I never take the sticker. You know, why you, not? I don't, you know, that is just a weird quirk of me. I don't know why, but I just don't like wearing the sticker, but I always vote. Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. You can find out more at southwestern.edu. And you can keep your brain busy by keeping up with the news and other episodes of Higher Ed at KUT.org and wherever you you get your podcasts. I'm Jennifer Staten, KUT News.